I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan. Your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs hosted by Superfine Art Fair. Hello, business artists. You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. I am James Milley, the co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for independent artists in the U.S., and one of the top resources to learn all about art and business and art business. Today, we've got Christina Kwan here with us. Uh, Christina is going to share her thoughts on artistic identity and wholeness alongside creating murals. I'm very excited to hear what she has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and unsure about the next move in your career? Good news, those days are over. Since 2015, we've spent thousands of hours developing the best art fair model for independent artists just like you who want to take control of your career, build your collector list, and make a real sustainable income from your art. Superfine started with the connection between artists and an eager, empowered, qualified buying audience. So many alternatives didn't provide any real value for the artists who spent their precious time, hard-earned money, and major effort mounting and exhibiting their work without the results to back it up. And that meant that it was time for something new. For seven years, Superfine has focused on breaking down these barriers and creating sustainable economic opportunities for artists to build careers from our fair. To find your place at a Superfine fair, simply visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Don't miss the chance to be part of the top business artist community in the world. Oh, and when you mention the artist business plan, you'll receive $150 credit on your booth no matter what size or city you choose. So that's $150 off. Go online to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art to set up your qualification call with James and get started selling your art with Superfine today. Again, that's www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. All right, so we are back here with Christina Kwan. Christina Kwan is an Atlanta-based artist known for her abstract and floral works on paper, as well as large-scale murals. She was born and raised in Florida and moved to Atlanta after graduating from University of Florida with a BFA in drawing. A decade and many different career paths later, the work she creates now is an ongoing exploration of her Asian-American identity and the internal struggle of feeling incomplete or existing in between, having to reserve space for a variety of imposed cultural influences. Uh, Calligraphic? Calligraphic? Or calligraphic? (laughs) (laughs) I have not. I don't think I've actually had to say (laughs) Calligraphic. Okay, great. I was like, I don't think I've said that word out loud before. Um, (laughs) Calligraphic brushstrokes obliquely refer to her East Asian heritage, acting as a yearning for permanence and a search for ancestral ties. Christina has painted murals for a diverse array of clients in a variety of spaces, from private clients' stairwells to up-and-coming restaurants and corporate tech offices. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Christina. Hello, thank you for having me, and thank you for reading that. I've ne- I don't think I've ever actually heard it read out loud. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm honored to be the first. <laughs> um, 
Thank you so much for being here. Um, now, before we get started, Christina, I want to ask you something that I try to ask all our guests when they come on to help our listeners get to know you a little better. Uh, what is the earliest memory that you have of art? Um, it's a really good question because I've always wanted to be an artist. Like I literally can't remember any version of myself that didn't want to be an artist. So to think of the earliest memory would probably have to be grade school, elementary school. I, I, I don't know at what age, but I just know, I just remember that, you know, in grade school, they had, we had different activities on different days, as in like one day we would have music class. Another day we would have physical education. And I, distinctly remember always looking at the schedule to see if it was the day that we would have art class. And because those were my favorite days and I just loved going to the art room and I don't, I don't know. It just, it felt like freedom to me. So that's the earliest memory I have. And I, I love that you've basically always felt like you, you, uh, you know, wanted to be an artist. I mean, a, a, a full, complete life of a passion in art is a beautiful thing. So I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for that, Christina. Um, now let's go ahead and dive into the rest of our questions. Um, so first of all, so when you create your pieces, you cite the natural world and the idea of wholeness as concepts that you often play with. So what about these ideas speak to you and how does that come through with your art? Um, I think that the idea of wholeness is just a way, just like the that phrase in itself is a way for me to express j just like what you said, this passion, this yearning of mine that I've had my entire life. Um, I guess I've always thought that I've been on a journey and that I was trying to reach some sort of ultimate goal and the ultimate goal being an artist, like living the life of an artist. And I thought growing up, I thought that if I reached that goal, then I would feel whole. Um, and so all of my art is about me. It's about my life, but it, it's inspired my nature because, um, when I'm in nature and when I see the cycles of nature, I, I see beauty in every phase of it. And I try to do that in my life too, um, which is really hard to do because like I said, I've always kind of thought of my life as sort of a linear path and not a cyclical one. Um, and I think that that naturally has just come across my art because I paint very intuitively and I try to let go. And as a result, what comes out is something that feels transient and in, in motion and whole in its incompleteness, if that makes sense. Um, there's always sort of uh, a feeling like my compositions are either about to implode or explode or they're moving and there's a beauty in that and a wholeness in that. Um, it's hard to talk about these abstract words because I've never really, <laughs> or abstract concepts because I've never really figured it out, but I guess that's part I of mean, the I, journey. 
<laughs> I, I, I would say you're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> okay, I'm like, uh, I don't even know what words are coming yeah. out of my mouth right now. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, listen, they are coherent on my side, okay. so I am, I am loving it. Um, no, I, definitely, I guess it's I mean, just like this, yeah. like feeling of being human. You know, like we all have this, this desire to be more than we are, um, and we all have just an inherent awe for nature. So I don't know. There, there's just something about it that they tie together for me, and so I just try to exist on paper, <laughs> if that makes sense. It does, and I, I, I love that. And it's, uh, you know, especially the part you were saying before about just how, you know, it's, it's not just the the fully realized thing that's beautiful. It's sort of like the path there. It's those moments in between as well. Uh, yes. You know, it's. It's not like only the the fully bloomed flower is beautiful. It's like, you know, the budding flower is also like this gorgeous thing to look at and every every stage in between. So, you know, even even the, the seed on some dirt <laughs> is is beautiful in its own way. So Exactly. Um, oh my gosh, you yeah. totally understand me. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, well, that ties very nicely into the next question. So as we continue mm-hmm talking about human beings being more than just the categories that you fit into. So it's all a part of this journey. Um, So as we talked about before, your Asian American identity can be seen bleeding through uh, with inspiration from uh, calligraphy. So how would you say you, you avoid falling into stereotypes um, and how do you as an artist separate yourself from those ideas while being true to who you are? It's a really interesting question because I think a lot of my life actually does fit into some stereotypes and um, there's a part of me that feels really, I don't want to say ashamed, but um, I, I wish I could have broken out of that a little bit earlier, but in essence, maybe wanting to be an artist was my the major way that I was trying to separate myself as an Asian American, Um, you know, but I, I was the first in my family to be born in this country. And as most Asian Americans will tell you, that means that you have to succeed in a very certain kind of way. And like I said, I always wanted to be an artist. So I, I, I didn't want to succeed in that sort of way. Um, But my parents tried really, really hard for a long time. And I followed the path, the traditional path of being a good student and being quiet and, and reserved and obedient, like the good daughter that I should be. And so I (laughs) adhered to those stereotypes for a long time because I didn't know how else to exist. Um, So being an artist in itself was an act of defiance for sure. Um, And now as an artist, I feel a similar kind of, um, what's the right word? I feel like I have to represent Asian Americans. And that feels like a really difficult task and hard, hard to bear because, um, like you said, I mean, we're, we're more than the categories that we are. Like I'm more than just an Asian American I'm a mother, I'm a friend, I'm, I'm, I don't even know what I am. (laughs) Um, But 
there's something about my mark that is inherently Asian, like that it's like part of me and also not part of me. And I just try my hardest to not make work that is trying to be something else. Um, I've all, I come to a, a wall or I come to a piece of paper and the process is very intuitive. I think I said that word before. I try to shut off my mind and sort of just let things flow through my hands. And the marks that come out somehow seem to reference or feel very akin to traditional calligraphy, but I've never learned traditional calligraphy. I've never, um, I don't even know another language besides English because I was raised to only know English specifically. It was a purposeful choice. Um, but yet there's still something in me, in my hand, in my muscles, in my energy that comes out that way. So I don't know if that's really answering the question at hand, <laughs> but essentially I just try to make what feels right to me. And I, I, I think that's beautiful. Um, you know, I, I think that just because it is a part of, of your own story, a part of, you know, you know, yourself, it's, it's coming through, but also it's not specifically about that. And so I think that, you know, you have, you feel like you have this responsibility and it's not that you should be denying that, but also it should just kind of be what, what feels like it's coming naturally instead of like forcing yourself to make your art about something, um, that, that you're not trying to, or, or, or wanting to. So, um, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I, you know, it's having this, this, uh, different upbringing, you know, it's, if anything, it, it might be that it's, it's kind of made the path to becoming an artist more fulfilling. I don't know. I mean, the, you, you tell me, but, <laughs> um, you know, kind of having, ha- having this, this pushback on it. Um, but it also being this thing that has been so important to you your entire life. I mean, it, you, you made it, <laughs> you're, you're here, you're an artist and you're, you're able to be doing it all the time. I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess. Yeah. Something I've learned and have only recently been able to put into words is that multiple things can be true. Like we can exist within multiple categories and also different truths that might seem antithetical to each other can exist at the same time. Like my art is not necessarily specifically about being Asian American and yet somehow it also is. So I've come to accept that that's just the world we live in. It, we we are in the multiverse. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yes. uh, you got it. You got it. <laughs> um, I I completely agree, though. It's you know, it's um, yeah. I mean, my my art is. I, I'm also an artist, and it's um, you know, part of it is is that you know, being gay is uh is a component to the art. Um, but it's mm-hmm. also not specifically about that. You know, I'm not trying to make you know, quote unquote, like gay art. Um, but mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that is part of, of my story and, you know, everything that I've, I've gone through to, um, 
you know, be able to just be like comfortable being fully open about it, um, is it does kind of inherently make that a component to it. So I, the, the double truth I think is, is makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Um, cool. All right. Well, shifting gears a little bit. Um, so how did you begin your journey into murals and what advice would you give someone who is just starting out in that field? And also what are the differences between working in both residential and also more public facing, um, spheres, um, uh, with, with that? So about five or so years ago, I started to notice that murals were really on the rise. They were starting to get hot. Um, (laughs) In Atlanta at that time, I was also starting to notice that, you know, because I'm an artist and because I have an eye for that sort of thing, I noticed that there were specific muralists that were seeming to rise to the top, as in I was seeing their work everywhere. And it occurred to me, well, why can't there be other artists that do murals? I.e. me. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I just looked at the work and I said, surely there's, there's enough walls around that I could get in there. Um, so essentially the way I made myself into a muralist is that I was willing to do mural work for a couple of friends that I had that had businesses that were opening um, or moving into new spaces or something like that. And I just knew I needed to see if I even liked it and then also have something in a portfolio that could show, hey, like I can do work on paper, but I can also paint on a wall. So that really is how I started in 2018. And it's just grown from there pretty organically because once people see that you can do something, that that usually sparks the fire. Um, when the pandemic happened in 2020, started to happen, it's still happening, um, <laughs> the people really started to turn inward into their private spaces in their homes. And so residential murals really started to become a big part of my business and I, it was an unexpected surprise. I guess that's uh, redundant to say, but (laughs) I just, you know, everybody, everybody thought, okay, the pandemic is happening and the world is ending. Everybody's not going to have jobs, right? Especially artists. We were like, oh, art is a luxury. There's no way we can survive this. And what actually ended up happening was the opposite for me is that because people had more money and were spending more time in their homes, they were looking at their walls way more than they used to. And they wanted to see those sort of inspiring. um, They wanted to to have their interior space, their private space be as inspiring as what used to be on what they used to experience um, on the, in the outside world. So um, it's, they're very similar, the process for, for residential murals, murals versus public facing, but with residential murals, as you can guess, it's it's much more of a, a one-on-one intimate collaboration. And I find that actually people who are allowing me into their homes are big fans of my work and give me way more creative freedom than, say, an office space or 
you know, a historical right. um, square would, or, you know, anything that needs approval from multiple people and commission, like um, boards and things like that. There's always going to be some sort of opinion that doesn't align with your artistic vision with residential murals. Most of them are like, I love you do whatever feels right. And it's a lot more freeing in that way and a lot more akin to working in your studio because, you know, you're in a private space, you can do your thing. Um, but there's still that magic of public facing in that, like, anybody could come upon it and find you. So I love both. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, like you said, it's technically they're they're quite similar. You're, you're just painting on a wall, but the, I guess the dynamic with, with who you're painting it for is, is quite different between the two. Um, but yeah, it's actually funny. I, um, uh, my business partner, Alex and I, we, um, uh, had an interior mural made back in, um, last year, uh, for, uh, we have like a, a house out in Long Island and it has, uh, like a, a gym inside. And so we, we have this like very like boxing inspired mural, um, by, uh, by this artist that, you know, we're, uh, also friends with, but love his work. Uh, and yeah, so it's, I, I think that, like you said, people are just really appreciating, like making their, their interior spaces, um, as, as creative as possible, uh, spending more time in them. So it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, yeah. but, um, but yeah, no. And I think that also kind of what you were saying before about, you know, doing a couple with, um, uh, your friends who are starting businesses. I feel like, especially with murals, I feel like there's such this like rapid snowball effect where, you know, you do one or two and then, yes then you, you, you have a business, like people are wanting you to, to do them more. And, and then you can, you know, just kind of like decide when that like shift is from like, you know, you're doing it for someone just so that, you know, you can have that in your portfolio to now you're charging for it. Um, and I think one or two is probably enough. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I haven't never thought about it that way as a snowball effect, but it, it really has, especially over the last two years that I've my, I feel like I've been working nonstop, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, all right, so we're going to come right back, and Christina is going to tell you more about taking other paths in your art career and motivation. Uh, but first, another message from our sponsors. Artists, not sure about the next move in your career? Whether you're a talented emerging artist or a 9-to-5 career artist looking for an upgrade, Superfine Art Fair is the boost you've been waiting for. Showcasing top quality work with the highest level of production in the industry, Superfine has been continually developed over the past seven years to become the number one art fair for independent artists in the United States. If you want to make lifelong connections with collectors, if you're willing to learn new methods of marketing, and if you're able to make a plan and execute on it, then you're going to fit right in with our business artist community. From the east to the west, there are plenty of opportunities to expand your arts career with Superfine. To apply for a Superfine art fair near you, visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Mention the artist business plan during your qualification call and we'll take an additional $150 off of your booth fee for any city and any fair that you choose. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so Christina, 
with the variety of the work that you do and the fact that you didn't intend to do mural work from the onset, uh, what has pushed you away from more traditional paths like galleries? To me, the traditional path of getting a gallery to represent you and them selling your art just felt really difficult. (laughs) It's always felt, it still feels difficult to me. Um, There's a sort of historical elitism that comes along with commercial galleries. Um, And I also think there's a sort of levity that exists in the gallery world that I am not always ready for. Like sometimes I don't want to make something that's super high concept or really big and ambitious. Like sometimes I just want to go in the studio and make something fun and beautiful and that's going to sell too. Um, So I, I think because of how, because of the way I like to work, you know, whether it's on walls or on paper and with different colors, different kinds of compositions, just there, it just, I just didn't feel like one path was ever going to be the right one and it's too risky anyways. Um, so naturally I've just come to a point where, um, having multiple income streams is the only way I know how to exist. (laughs) So one week it's working (laughs) on a mural. (laughs) The next week it's, you know, staying in my studio, doing works on paper and canvas, the next it's, I don't know what, you know, um, you, it's, I, I just don't even understand how the gallery world works anymore. Like, does it exist? Is it real? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I don't know that there was anything that likes anything specific that pushed me and I'm still open to working with galleries. It's just, it just hasn't happened. And I haven't made that. I haven't been focused solely on that. So that's how it happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally relate on uh, not knowing how to exist without multiple income streams. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, I, th- I think that your sentiment is is uh, very on point with how we feel too. Is just, you know, working with galleries isn't something that's totally off the table. It's just not, you know, the be all end all of like what every artist should be aiming for. Um, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's like working with an agent when you're an actor or something. And it's like, right. they're really pushing you to be one thing and just do that one thing over and over again, because, you know, it's the most, I don't know, uh, effective path to, to that success. But also that's, it's so, you know, antithetical to being a human. It's, it's like, you know, just doing one thing over and over again, it's not really how our brains work. And it's, it's not as fulfilling as, as, you know, kind of following what, what you are feeling like doing in the moment. Yeah. And I think also there's, there still exists a lot of intimidation around galleries as consumers. So I just didn't want that barrier to exist between me and an audience. And given that social media has become such a big, you know, plays such a big part in our lives and in our careers, it just didn't, it doesn't make sense for me right now because my audience likes to connect directly with me and I've, allowed a pathway for that, which is social media. Um, And I've also actually worked in galleries uh, a lot in the past. So I know how it feels to be on the gallery side. And 
I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a weird and new landscape for consuming art. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's quite opposite in a lot of ways. I mean, with galleries, they're usually not only are, are they taking the lead on it, but they're actually oftentimes like actually trying to hide you as being um, present, you know, in the, in the right, conversation, right. sort of like, like there's, there is uh, an intentionally made barrier between the collector and getting to, to know you. But I think what we've all seen is that people love being in contact with the artists and, um, you know, having that connection with you as well. I mean, it's, you know, buying, buying art from artists is, it's a lot more expensive than, uh, just buying something at, you know, Target or Ikea or whatever. So it's, uh, you know, the thing that makes it extra special is not just that it's like, you know, paint on canvas or, you know, like something that is, is not just uh, a reproduction, but also that it's made in such a personal way. And so I, I, you know, I think that people are really preferring this kind of new, uh, mindset around buying and selling art where it's, you know, you are a big part of the equation. Yeah. It's totally like a paradigm shift from history, but it's, they're not just buying this object that came from your hands. They want to feel like they're supporting someone that they want to support someone yeah. who has a similar set of values, someone who is contributing to the conversation in the same way that they want to contribute to the conversation. So yeah, it's it's totally flipped on its head than what it was before. So yeah, it's Which a I good think thing. It's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I, I think it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. um, um, all right. Well, uh, Christina, circling back to the idea of identity. So one prominent facet in your life, uh, which you mentioned before, is that you are a mother. Um, so many artists, you know, they've been challenged recently with life events on top of a global pandemic like that, like you said, we're, we're not over with yet. It's still, still present. Um, so with this struggle to keep creating pieces to sustain the artist lifestyle, um, why do you think it is important to rest and what helps you calm down when everything seems chaotic or, you know, the motivation for your work just isn't there? I think prior to the pandemic, our society greatly undervalued rest. I think our val- our society still undervalues rest, but it was, it was a hundred times worse before the pandemic <laughs> happened. Um, I'm sure you feel the same way. And, and we're, we've, yeah. there's been articles <laughs> about it. You know, just being able to not commute has been, has allowed people to rest more and not having to be on 100% of the time. Um, and I think we've all just turned inwards and asked ourselves, like, well, what, what are we actually working 24-7 for? You know, if, if, if there's going to be a global pandemic and then we're not going to know what the future is holding. Um, so in tandem with, I mean, literally I found out I was pregnant February of 2020. So that was prior to the pandemic. And so I am a true, true pandemic mother. My first baby born (laughs) October, 2020. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's bananas. Um, so my journey into motherhood is, is very much parallel into uh, parallels my journey into becoming a full-time artist in that the setting of the world made me look at 
it made me reassess how I was using my time and how I was going to um, create a life that was sustainable. And I don't know when this happened, but I, I realized that rest is as important to my work as active work is important to my work um, because you just can't keep going all the time. Like, you, like we've said multiple times just now, we're human. And when you're sitting on your couch, mindlessly binge watching Netflix, when you're going out to eat and having a beautiful dinner, when you're having a lovely conversation with a close friend, like all of those things contribute to who you are as a human. And you need to be a human to create art. Um, so I know I try not to feel guilty ever whenever I need to just take a nap. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we need to live and it's just become an important, an important part of my, my message in my life is to, is to rest. Um, yeah. Well, I don't even remember what the question was, honestly. You know, I mean, I think that you're making some pretty good points regardless. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely we are we are not robots. Um, but maybe to make kind of a, a dumb comparison that does make us sound like robots. Um, you know, like let's say you have like an electric toothbrush, right? And it's when it's fully charged, it you know, it's it's going at a higher rate and it's brushing your teeth more effectively, yes. but then there's a certain point where it's like the battery's gone down. It's not that it stops going, but it's not vibrating as fast. It's and so it's like even if you're brushing your teeth, it's just you're you're putting more work into it than you need to, and it's actually not effective. So, if, but if you take that time, actually replace the batteries or actually recharge it, then you know, like that recharging is super important. Um, and, I am and fully here for this metaphor that. and I love it. I Thank you. <laughs> but, and then the other thing is that we're also not just robots. So take away the, the fact that it does make us more productive, which is great. Awesome. But like, it's still worthwhile, even if it's not like, oh, I'm taking a nap so that I can work better. It's like, take a nap because it's like, you know, if you want to take a nap as part of your life, by all means, you know, like you deserve yes. a nap. So yes. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah we've it's, all, we yeah. all deserve naps because yeah, yeah, we've got, we've been living through a global pandemic and that there is collective trauma that we need to recover from. So that's why I'm like, rest, 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 especially mothers rest. Yeah. My, um, my boxing coach, Chris, Chris, if you ever listen to this, hi. Um, but <laughs> he makes a really good, um, uh, or he, he, he has this thing that he says in a lot of the classes that I really appreciate. And it's like, you know, if you're in the middle of, of doing something in the class and you feel like you need a rest, like, don't feel like you have to earn the rest. It's like you were born... Yeah deserving that rest. So if you need to take a, a moment, that doesn't mean that you failed. It's it's just that you're paying attention to your body and what you need. So it's it's not something to be ashamed of that you're not just like this, you know, power horse of a of a, you know, productive <laughs> like worker. So yeah. Oh my God, I love that. 
he's great. He's awesome. <laughs> That's a great boxing coach. Yeah. Cause usually, you know, your idea of a boxing coach is like hard and keep going and yeah, and it's, it's like, stop. like, I don't want to see you stop. It's like, no, no, no. He's cool about it. He, he brings the energy, but he's also like, you know, not there to shame you, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all need a boxing coach for our art careers. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. I'll, I'll I'm gonna ask him if he can just like come with me in the studio and be like, "Hey, like you know, <laughs> you got yeah. this. Finish that piece." <laughs> oh, um, well, Christina, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners uh, with one last question: uh, What is your number one tip for artists who are just getting started? Okay. Now that we've just had a conversation about rest, it's going to feel like, why are you saying this? But I guess my number one tip is to not give up and to keep going because there were so many times that I wanted to quit and I just felt like there was no way I was going to become a cool artist. <laughs> there was, I just felt like it was impossible and I didn't quit. Um, there were days when I feel I was so close. I was so close, but then either a loved one or a friend or just something pulled me out of it and told me to keep going. So, um, just keep going. Just keep going. Everyone, if you're listening to this, even if you're not, just keep going. Um, and I think, you know, like you mentioned, we were just talking about how important it is to rest. There's a big difference between like, you know, resting and, and giving up, you know, it's, right. you shouldn't, right. you shouldn't give up just because you feel like you're, you're failing. If you choose to, you know, that it's, you're like forcing yourself to do something that you don't actually enjoy by all means, like switch your, your career, even if that thing that you're not enjoying is art. But if you do enjoy it and it's just, you know, sometimes it feels hard or sometimes it feels like you're not getting to where, where you'd like to sometimes taking, taking a, a, a moment to pause, take a step back and, you know, look at the things that you should keep doing, the things that, you know, you're doing that are, um, like not getting you where you want to go. Um, but yeah, just keep going don't give up is, is, uh, and also rest. <laughs> Both are important. <laughs> yeah. The asterisk also rest. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Asterisks also rest. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Christina. And to everyone listening, uh, you can go ahead, you can listen to this episode and also of our, um, all of our past podcasts on our website at superfine.world. Uh, to connect with Christina, you can follow her on Instagram at christina.quan.art. Um, be sure to check us out at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. And we always appreciate a share whenever you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. And also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts when you get the chance. Please, please, please. Those ratings and reviews are critical in helping other artists, entrepreneurs find us. Um, and as always, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. And that is by Doug Cooper. And it is, identity cannot be found or fabricated, but emerges from within when one has the courage to let go. Christina, it has been such a pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you again for sharing your perspective with our listeners. And for that, we are so grateful. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan. Get out there and make it happen. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan. Hosted by me, Alex Mito. And me, James Milley. Join us each week to hear leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas discuss tips and tricks designed to help you thrive and sell more art. To listen to this episode and all of our past episodes, just visit www.superfine.world and click The Artist Business Plan. And we love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message just to let us know you're listening. Want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Go to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Until next time, keep listening, keep creating, and keep up your artist business plan. 